Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Come on, come on, come on, come on, let's go. Music. Pictures podcast where we're going to talk about every single movie released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me as always is Mark. Come on, let's go. And Erica. <laughs> Defcon four. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us for this episode as we round out Sci-Fi July. He is an actor and comedian that you've seen on the Middle and New Rockstars YouTube channel. And if we really had our shit together, we would have had him on during Marvelous May, but we didn't. So here's Tommy <laughs> Bechtold. Welcome, uh, Tommy. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You know, what a happy accident that I got to be on now during DEF CON Sundays. Or what, what day is it? Monday? <laughs> DEF CON Monday. Uh, true. And what true. month is it? Where am I? Uh, Sci-Fi July. Sci-Fi I mean, July. Why, that's what I meant. Why talk about Marvel stuff? You do that. You've done. You've done that for a living. I'm over for it. For years, you know it's boring. That's, you know. I, yeah, I'd rather talk about uh, teenage gangs and <laughs> an apocalyptic future yeah. of and a and a guy who looks like a cross between Carrie Elways and Christopher Guest, who's not playing the leader. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I can't yep. wait. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. If you've guessed already from the title and everything we've said so far, we're here talking about 1985's DEFCON 4. The Nemesis. A nuclear weapon space platform designed to protect America. Roger. On my way. It is 22,000 miles over the Earth when World War III explodes. Can't walk. Don't believe it. DEFCON 2. Solid object alert. All right, look, it's happening, right? It's Jordan, it's happening. All right, then launch, Walker. You're all getting blown away. Launch, we hit War One. Walker, fight! The Star Wars technology of the future becomes the reality of today. Defense Condition 4. For three astronauts, the mission that began in space will have its ultimate destiny on Earth. What they will find is unthinkable. What finds them is far worse. DEFCON 4. The final defense. You had to sneak in that Star Wars just to be like, Star Wars? Remember that movie? Uh, The technology (laughs) from it. 
Well, you remember all the nuclear attacks in Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> We're here. Do you remember the planet they visited that was a barren wasteland because of the nuclear winter? Yes. Do, you guys, do you remember that one? No? no? Well, watch this movie anyway, guys. Don't worry about it. It's like Star Wars-ish. The movie's called DEFCON 4. We very specifically declare that we're in a state of DEFCON 2 uh, at least once in the movie. But don't worry yes. about all that. We skipped over DEFCON 4, but that's yet the title of the film. Also, that trailer, had I seen it before we I started watching this movie, I would have understood the first 10 minutes a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Because they don't explain at all what the fuck is going on. And right. where they are and what they're doing. What their Nothing. mission is, is a big mystery. Big well, mystery. Mark, I'll do you one better. I fired up my Tubi after work today to put this movie on. And something happened, and it glitched, and a movie started playing. And I watched 20 minutes of a movie that was not this movie. Uh, and it, it was oh, no. a, a movie called Crash and Burn. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, I started to like realize that the very little research I had done about DEFCON 4 was not lining up with what I was watching. Right. And I was like, right. wait a second. Okay, hang on. This is totally different. There's no astronauts. I was like, are they going to go back up into space? So then I hit pause and I saw that it had said crash and burn on the like on the menu and I was like, oh, I'm just watching the completely wrong movie. <laughs> right. So then, so but I still, had, it was plausible enough for 20 minutes. <laughs> like, is, well, I, you it, know. Was an, it was a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world, but crash and burn is basically just a Mad Max ripoff. Like it is right, like 100. percent right. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's like yep. literally down to like the shots of like tumbleweeds and like. The gas stations are still open, but they're run by, like, mutants, and it's all, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, anyway. This this one's only partly a Mad Max ripoff, right. so right. take that, Crash and Burn. <laughs> I will say, this this movie, and I know we're going to get into it, has more, like, oh, this movie planted the seeds for a lot of future movies that are way better. Like, the whole concept of the video messages from the family, like, that, that's, in, that's like, Interstellar is the crux of that movie, is McConaughey uh-huh, listening yeah. to messages from his family, and them being like, yeah, I just figure you're dead. <laughs> like the same exact, like at a certain point, Murph is like, "Yeah, I'm sure you're dead. You're probably not even watching these." Like same exact thing. But uh, yeah, I, I like to think that Christopher Nolan watched this movie and was like, "I'm using you guys. You got to steal from the best. I'm using yeah. and you got to. That means you steal from Defcon Four. That's right. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, enough about Crash Mark. and Burn. <laughs> Mark, Mark. Just to add to that, really quick too. I mean, this movie. A lot of movies also stole from this movie. Uh, movies where you have like three lead characters that you couldn't give two shits about. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's something. I mean, there's a lot of directors that looked at this movie and were like, oh, so we don't have to create an interesting backstory where we care about the characters. We no. can just throw them into the middle of whatever fucked up situation that they're in and hope that the audience finds some reason to like them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'll figure it out as the movie goes. <laughs> right. <laughs> or not. It's fine. Either way, it's 87 minutes. Yeah. Either way, it's happening. Not right. And it is a cool, it is a quick 87. I will give yeah. you that. Mm. Yeah, Thank well. God, because after I burnt 20 minutes, no pun intended, I crash and burn. I was riding right up to this 830 deadline. <laughs> you did not have that 20 minutes to spare. No, 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 no. Uh, that was supposed to be said, sandwich time, and instead it was crash and burn time. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! <laughs> I'll be fine. We're doing this. We're doing this with sand sandwich. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, as we said, this is 1985's Defcon 4, brought to you by Smucker's Jelly, the ultimate delicacy <laughs> of a post-nuclear world. 
There's no better feeling than sneaking out of your basement cage for some fingers spoonful of Smucker's jelly. Find some at a blown up market near you. <laughs> so well preserved. Still preserved. Like Smucker's. This movie was written and directed by Paul Donovan, whose previous efforts to this was an urban exploitation thriller called Siege, mm. a.k.a. Self-Defense. So he really loves the word defense. Mm. Uh, this is because this is also called Defense Condition 4. Or as this promotional poster that I got off eBay, Ground Ooh. Zero. Whoa. Not huh. sure why. Ground Zero. Hmm. Wow. wow. Okay. No clue why they tried to call it that. It wasn't released by that. It was not called that as far as I could research. But here's a poster that says Ground Zero. It all makes more sense in DEFCON 4 because it's never <laughs> DEFCON 4 it's, in this movie. They go right to DEFCON 2. They skip 4. It goes up. We yeah. It all is to relate to war games, which we... We already know, like it started five and they go up. But anyway, yeah. we were already we were tutored on that a couple years before this. Anyway, he makes this movie through his company, which he started with his brother Michael Donovan, who also would produce this movie, which is called Salter Street Films, named after the street they lived on, Halifax, Nova Scotia, mm. which is where this was filmed. Oh, this movie had Canadian fingerprints all over it. I should have oh. all over it. I they were so known. kind and apologetic. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers all sticky with maple syrup. That's right. Yep. Right. Money meant nothing to them because their currency was so goofy. I got it. I, I understand. They would continue to make movies in Canada, and at one point, even they were nominated for a Genie Award. Paul Donovan was. That's mm. the Canadian Oscars for the screenplay for 1992's Buried on a Sunday. But their films are not huge box office successes. They switched to TV. They found much more success. Eventually, their their company gets bought up. That's them in a nutshell. They don't make another movie for New World, so might as well get all that information out now. This stars Lenore Zan as JJ. She's top build in this. Mm. Um, she started out, I have to imagine why she's top build, is she started out in some Canadian slashers like Happy Birthday to Me and Visiting Hours from uh, director Jean-Claude Lord, who directed Cover Girl, which we, yeah. covered, we covered on this uh, show. And uh, also, she was appeared in another movie uh, that New World picked up in the Roger Corman era called Murder by Phone. Hmm. And she would go on to appear in the Franco Nero movie, The Girl, which was released by New World Video. So we'll have some other movies with Lenore Zand to talk about. More famously, though, she became the voice of Rogue in the yes. X-Men animated series in the 1990s before serving in the Canadian Parliament. Wow. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, she went on to a career in politics. So I guess yeah. it's not just America that likes to have their actors move on yeah. to <laughs> roles in government. Canada <laughs> likes to do that too. Hey, I liked her in that movie. She should decide whether or not I get health care. Uh... <laughs> she was real good in that. Yeah. She played a very desperate teen. I trust her to decide how much beef is taxed. Uh... <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if she. Uh, I wonder if she. Uh, if she'll be returning to the X Men '97 reboot that is uh, coming out. I, I don't know. Next Good they are bringing back a lot of the original voice cast. So, uh, yeah. That was one of the big Comic Con bummers. That was supposed to be one of their huge panels, but right. none, of the, none of the actors could go because of our, our industry strike. All great for a podcast about movies. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I could bring in just a little no, bit no, of. Oh, no, uh, hey. 
pattern. It's good, it's good to bring in a little bit of that contemporary stuff. We yeah. deal with a with a strictly movies from a studio that no longer exists. Yeah, so. and, and, and and most definitely a, a studio that uh, most assuredly made those actors work eighteen hour days for. <laughs> What I can only assume, if it was filmed in Canada, maybe those like maple toffees that you buy in a giant right. jug, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> or one of those spoons that you put another spoon on that has like a maple leaf on it, those ceramic spoon holders. Yeah. Every actor that acted in a New World movie gets SAG scale minus ten. You get scale, but but we just take ten yes. percent back. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> this also stars the other uh, the other lady in this movie. Kate Lynch uh, plays the medic Jordan, mm-hmm. and she's best known for Meatballs. Yes, she was in 1979's Meatballs, for which she won the Genie for Best Actress huh. in 1979. Somehow, I like Canada's though, award shows way better. Yeah, I know. So to get somebody in Meatballs get winning the Academy Award, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, well, I gotta watch these genies. Apparently, I'm they're gonna, a much I gotta, more interesting. I gotta show. get genie. I gotta be in genie consideration before my career is over at some point. Maybe <laughs> costume design or something. I, I like you gotta I get in there. We got good chances. This is good. <laughs> this could be up uh, for a genie if we work hard enough. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's pull it together. We can't be up for a genie for this, oh, yes, for this show. This is where you can watch it. You can watch it on Tubi. It's also available on YouTube. We watched the Arrow Blu-ray. Mark, where did you watch this? I watched the DVD that also had uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown on it. <laughs> that's right. Oh. It's an out-of-print DVD. Yeah. Wow, that's right. Our other sci-fi July selection. Uh, yeah, Hell Comes to Frogtown, and and Tommy, you watch this on Tubi. I watch it on Tubi. I am, but it warms my also heart. a little bit of Crash and Burn. So you <laughs> got a little I got, double I call, feature. In I'll there. be honest, I am compelled to finish Crash and Burn after this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I, I, Tubi's yeah. Tubi's great. But I, it does warm my heart that you both watched, or all three of you watched it on uh, physical media. That, that's well, we're big, nice. we're big physical media f- Me uh, fans here. Yeah. So uh, if we can, we try to watch it on that. But now it's time for us to talk about. What this movie is about, Mark. Let's start with you. What is DefCon Four about? Uh, this movie, being produced by Oneida Canada, it explores the the breakdown in society, uh, the, uh, the breakdown of society into chaos and anarchy when humans no longer have access to flatware. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Everybody yeah, eats with their fingers in this mm-hmm. movie. This had to make you very tense, Mark. This it, movie. Is, it it bothered me with a their lot. Hands. This dirty hands. <laughs> eating. People some, were dirty. Uh, they were legit. Like, I will give them credit. Everyone is legitimately legit, filthy and yes. believably yeah. dirty. Believable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, you you could not wash your hands before putting your fingers Ugh. into that Smucker's jar. Mm-mm. But. Yeah. No, Hal actually gets out of the 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 the, the pod, walks around, and is instantly dirty. It mm-hmm. takes him yeah. <laughs> well, that's fifteen can, seconds, that's maybe. That's, that's, that's how Canada. the film just attaches Canada. itself to you. <laughs> well, he's he's got all that syrup on him. Yeah. His suit is covered in syrup. <laughs> so uh, sticky. <laughs> so sticky. Tommy, what is uh, DefCon Four about? For me, DefCon Four is a movie about love. Uh, and, uh, and and all of the different ways that we show love. Love can mean sacrificing everything to go up in a, a nuclear satellite uh, to earn enough income for your newborn child and your 
wife and your sister who you have a weird relationship with. The way she communicates <laughs> with you is kind of also similar to the way your wife communicates with you. And there's, it's not really a big difference in tone the way that either of them talk nope. to you. But you know nope. what love also is? Love is also uh, friendship. And love is, love is coming back to save your friend and then not really caring when that friend dies from a potassium overdose. <laughs> and finally, love is love is about second chances and third chances and fourth uh-huh. and fifth chances. Like how gives those two boys on the boat to not pick up the gun. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do not do it. Don't do it. Do not do it. Don't do it. Do not do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Bang, bang. And then the one guy immediately came up and you can see his head out of the water. Chilling behind the boat. He's just like... He did not go under for any amount of time. No, that was not in his contract. Also, Uh, I really wish you had actually done that for the actual length that he said. Don't do it because it's it's it's, it is at least twice as long. And I, when I was watching that scene, I did kind of hope, and I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I was just kind of crossing my fingers that they would just shoot him. Yeah, I would have been like, "This is the best movie New World's ever done." If they had killed Hal at that point, and the rest of the movie just became about Vinny, the very sexually problematic, also like homesteader that like suddenly becomes co-hero of the movie for no reason at all, other Uh, than we just know him. Yeah, yeah, we're like, "Eh, I guess he's not the worst. Uh, His big curiosity seems to be nipple size and and color, which is uh, problematic on its face, but maybe not as bad as gunning down families. I'm not sure. I guess that's what love is also about choice. You know, love is about about prioritizing. So, yeah, I think it's it's a thesis on love. It's a love letter to love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, right it on. really is. No. It really is. Right on. Oh, Erica, what is <laughs> Defcon 4 about? I just to me the lesson learned uh, it's it's it goes all over the place, so I don't know what it's about, but the lesson learned for me was that not all astronauts are badasses. No. Some are just <laughs> Some are just going to die right away. <laughs> They're right? not all badasses. Well, and arguably, he was the biggest badass of the three. Yeah. yeah. By oh, far. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. He was pretty whippy. Yeah. So, not so great. I don't not know. Not so That's great. what it taught me. You know, we're coming hot off Alien, and now oh, watching yeah. that, yikes. Yeah. They could have yeah. really used a Ripley, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Please. Plus, yeah. His, when he got pulled through the hatch, his, his, the, his hand falls back into the space right. capsule, and it is filthy. Yeah, he's only so, been yeah. outside. Yeah. Filthy. He's so dirty. Yeah. That it's captain so dirty. goes out the second they hit her. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and and uh, Jordan, the yeah, other, yeah. The, the other, medic. Yeah. the medic, she's out. Yeah, she's like wrapped up in bed, got a breathing yeah. tube on. We're like, well, I guess she's pretty fragile after all. Like, all right. He wraps yeah. her up in a blanket, leaves her in the bed. I'm like, she's knocked out. Like, you should attend to her. Yeah, she yeah. is. Like, this is not. No, he's too busy playing in the sand. Yeah. He's like, 
I made her a mixtape. It's all good. She'll be fine. She'll beach wake up and day. listen to it. It's yeah. a beach day. She'll have some of that shrimp cocktail and she'll bounce right back. Uh, yeah. How are they keeping that that shrimp cocktail fresh? There's no. the shrimp mm. cocktail in space. That is oh, some of that Star Wars technology that we just don't have right. yet. Right, right. Finally, finally it's here. In, in this you're going to go to space. Once, once we get it, that Star Wars technology. We're send you to space. You're going to have everything you need. You're going to have space suits. You're going to yeah. have medical supplies. You're going to have plants, oxygen. Yeah. Shrimp cocktail, yeah. everything. Wait, 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 back up, back up. I wasn't gonna say yes to this mission, but go back to the shrimp cocktail. Yeah. Shrimp, shrimp cocktail, shrimp cocktail. Now I want to be clear. They're not. Ooh, wait a they're not jumbo shrimp, but it mm. is shrimp cocktail. Okay, wait. Now I do have a decision to make. Now, not jumbo shrimp. Hmm. That gives me pause. I just want to be honest with you. <laughs> You want shrimp cocktail? I got shrimp cocktail. What this movie is about to me, uh, I mean, it's pretty clear, guys. Teens are the worst. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they, yes. They yes. are the worst. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. worst. Yeah. They're the yeah. worst. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I the fact that there were so many more people that were just townsfolk than there were like the six like apocalyptic punks, and they right. just sat there and were like, "Yeah, whenever you guys are ready to shoot us." We'll be good. That'll be fine. Like yeah, no one, right. no one thought. Like let's, uh, let's like you know shove some, shove some, like barricade the doors and like it's six on five hundred and just overwhelm them. They're like nah. right. no, even no, no. when they have the opportunity with weapons. Yeah, yeah. At the end, yeah, they're like, here's our time. We can take them down. They also, can't. Also, they all get destroyed by a handful. Yeah. of teams, and they and they have there. There's a, a good five hundred people, as you pointed out. In this town of varying ages, and not a single one of them knows the core tenets of home construction. Right. Not one. No. I mean, they're they are in the worst looking shanty town yeah. you've ever seen. Nobody was like, "Hold on, I like." Does someone have a tape measure? We they can do made this it right. Out of- all construction workers and general contractors are also not strong, just That's like right. the astronauts. They were all wiped out in the first wave. That's right. They were the most vulnerable to the sickness. And yeah. they were done. Yeah, yeah. fair. Our fair. strongest went first. Uh, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And everyone was like, well, we have this teen who had a dad who was in the military. Yeah. I mean, he's completely devoid of, of charisma, but yeah. I feel like we should follow him anyway. He smokes. He smokes. Yeah. He's yeah. got a cool earring, so yeah. I guess we'll just follow him. He cut the sleeves off his shirt. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I mean, was he in a fucking boy band? Why would no one kill him? They just blindly <laughs> followed him. <laughs> they do. Jesus. Here's a letterbox synopsis for DEFCON 4. Are you on letterbox, Tommy? I, I'm not, but I'm very familiar with letterbox. Uh, most of my friends, uh, I got a lot of friends on letterbox. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. You right. have so many on Letterboxd, you don't even need yeah. to be on Letterboxd. People are always coming up to me saying, how many friends you got on Letterboxd? I'm like, I couldn't even tell you at this point. I guess, it's so like, many. It's so not many. Even, they haven't invented yeah. the number yet. That's, That's crazy. part of people, Star Wars technology. People run future. up to me, tears in their eyes. They're like, is it true? <laughs> are you the man with 200 friends on Letterboxd? And I look at them and I say, not even close, buddy. Double it and times it by five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we are on Letterboxd. No, 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 I'm not on Letterboxd. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. We are on Letterboxd and find Tommy's uh, thousands of friends on Letterboxd and follow them too. 
Um, two men and a woman circle the globe. <laughs> Thank God we cleared that up. <laughs> yep. Uh, we don't know what I'm dealing with. Now, what's what's the what's the, the delineation here? Yeah. Give me the ratios. <laughs> <laughs> they circle the globe in a satellite armed with a nuclear device. Some might say several. Yeah. Yes, I think several. twelve. Yeah, yeah, I think well, yeah, there's a good amount. Yeah. yeah, the third world war breaks out, and a few months later, the satellite crashes. I'm not sure about that timeline there. No. Yeah. I but, mean, um, all we had were the title cards that were like Nemesis Project Day 408, and I think by the yeah. time it got to the crash, it was like 461 or yeah, something. Yeah, like that. It, it, so yeah. That would be a couple months. I don't want to nitpick letterbox. I, the integrity of it yeah. is too important to me, but I. <laughs> <laughs> gotta kill you gotta keep those friends those friendships going yeah. oh my god i'm getting alerts my numbers are dwindling <laughs> guys no it's a few months it's a few months <laughs> i like the letterbox without you having an account it's yeah. still notifying you yeah. of your friendship this is your the ai we're fighting this is the ai this is why we're striking this is why we pick it <laughs> um and a few months later, the satellite crashes. It sort of gets pulled to Earth uh, on purpose, but that's fine. They survive the crash. Letterbox can hear you. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God, my phone is just a frowny oh. face now. This oh, is, no. <laughs> no. Believe me, this, this synopsis definitely feels like it was written by AI, so that's fine. <laughs> they survive the crash, but one man gets killed by survivors. There's a huge spoiler. Yeah. And the other man gets caught. Let's not call them by their names. Let's just call them by the other yeah. man. Man one, but man two. Girl if you, goes to if sleep. You read... <laughs> yeah. if that you... is next. If you read that synopsis and started watching this movie, you would you would think the other one would die and the yes. other one right. would get out. Right, yes. right. That's true. Yes. That is You'd a bit like, of oh, a well, twist. This, this guy who's getting these sad videos is clearly going to die. <laughs> yeah. well, oh, no, he, he lives the whole time. Yeah. And, and I didn't then, see that coming. And this is also the synopsis that is right at the top of the IMDb page for this movie. Oh, okay. Because when I was okay. double-checking to make sure I was watching the right movie, which I wasn't, I was like, right, <laughs> there's supposed to be astronauts that one dies immediately. And then I watched 20 minutes of the movie and I'm like, I don't know, this guy's going to die, I guess. But like, why did they Why did they write that in the first sentence? Why was that in this review at all? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it, ca- it got you, you know, out of Crash and Burn for it's a true. second. It kept me from crashing and burning. Uh, <laughs> and instead put me right at Jeff It would have been a very four. different episode if you had never actually come put those two I'm together. Like, guys, what are you talking about? No one's mentioning Wally Wicked at all. He's the talk show host <laughs> from the post-apocalyptic Earth who yells at prostitutes. Come on. You guys didn't love that scene? Uh, the woman stays by the remains of the satellite. She's passed out, so she has no choice, but is soon caught by evil punks who have taken Maybe she power. was faking it. Do we? Maybe she just didn't want to get out. Oh, was like, yeah. I'm exhausted. Do we talk about have... satellites as though they're decomposing corpses, the remains of the satellite? That the That's remains. an interesting phrasing. What do we call yeah. it? Wreck- what do we say? Wreckage? Or... Yeah, it yeah. should be wreckage, yeah. yeah. Remains. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a good the point. satellite will be interred at uh, <laughs> Manitoba Beach. There will be a visitation from Beach. two to five. Yeah. He left. He left a woman with that dirty hand. He was that's like, right. oh, "You can <laughs> you can live with that dirty right? hand." He couldn't toss the hand Man, back out. I can't. Oh, no. Snack on that no. if you get sick of the shrimp cocktail. Oh, yeah. And if the letterbox synopsis isn't enough, here uh, I know why this movie was made because this is what Paul Donovan 
told oh. SF Movie Land magazine in 1985. He said, one of the things that gave me an idea for this film is the fact that there are many nuclear bombs in the world. Oh. And that as you increase the number, you increase the possibility of accidents. Wow. <laughs> Paul. 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 Why are Paul we putting Paul in, in, the, in the government? It's like Paul needs to run for office. This these sounds are, like... These are big brain... These are galaxy brain ideas. It also, as much as he's not wrong, it also yeah. sounds like he has a mom who was very cautious with little Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, what he's saying is correct. He's just saying it like a seven-year-old in a... In a print magazine about movies as the executive producer and creator of this world. Right, like, so right. I got scared about all the big bombs. And thought, if there were so many big bombs, one of the bombs could go off. And then I and asked then, my mom and she said right. it was past my bedtime and I'd had too much sugar. So I slept it off, woke up the next morning, had a hearty breakfast of pancakes and maple syrup, and then I wrote this movie about what if a bomb went off. And I was 46 Seven years old, and then I called. <laughs> and I called DefCon Four because DefCon Two is too scary. Yeah. I couldn't stop giggling at the number two again. You know, that's just an inside joke with my family. Right. I called it four because it made me feel safer. <laughs> he says. Uh, he continues. If an accident were to occur and things got hot. Uh oh. <laughs> this is only furthering your bit, yeah, Tommy. Yeah. I thought that an overview from space of the events would be interesting. Yeah. This nuclear war from the point of view of the characters up in space. Why that, didn't that happen? Why didn't yeah. we do that? <laughs> that would have been a great movie. If they're like, right. damn, we just got to orbit for the rest of our lives. Right. What do we do now? Yeah. Because there's a war down there. What do we do? But of course, they're pulled down to Earth. So, like, the first 20, 25 minutes is them in space. Right. Which is kind of interesting when they're watching all the bombs going off and they're not mm -hmm. sure if it's real or not and it's building up that tension. Mm -hmm. at, at that point, I'm like, okay, all right, movie, I'm in. This is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little disappointed that in the future, video is going to look like shit again. Yeah. But, right. You know, right. I'm willing yeah. to look past that. Um, I don't know what monitor he's he's typing, but he's not looking at a monitor. I don't know. I, I guess in the future, you don't need to. You can just recognize your own <laughs> finger typing. And be like, right. I know also, I got this right. There's no typos in the future. But we but, are back to, to MS-DOS prompts. Yes. <laughs> of course. Right. And so, yeah, five and a quarter floppy disks. And still as, was, as, as Nostradamus predicted. <laughs> After right. the great explosions, DOS will return. <laughs> That's what uh, Star Wars uh, technology of the future is. It's just a regression. That's yeah. right. <laughs> it's back to but big, I, oversized floppy disks. Uh, yep, exactly. Yeah. To, to go back, though, to the very, very beginning, I know we've already talked about quite a few things, but to go back to the very beginning of it, the very opening crawl, if you will, or opening uh, uh, text says, it is the day after tomorrow. The ultimate nuclear defense system has been perfected. Security has been achieved. Global conflict is now unthinkable. That's the card that opens the movie. Yeah. But is it? No. <laughs> I mean, it's incorrect. <laughs> it is a false statement. But both the cards, the one that open and end the movie, are not about the movie. No. Right. The, the no, one at the right. end is like, finally, the great enemy has oh, been yeah. defeated. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like, the great enemy was like a 17-year-old kid <laughs> who convinced a bunch of people older than him to like follow his orders until he walked back into a nuclear situation and blew up. 
and like, yeah. Yeah. for the first time, looked up at the satellite and was like, wasn't there supposed to be oh, 12 of those things gone? Or like, isn't there one still in there? And it's like, it's so obviously a bomb. It's like the most bomb-looking bomb prop of all time. He's like, why did we get rid of that before? It's I never beeping, noticed. I never looked at this. For days. Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. It only has a, a reader of time ticking yeah, it away. Has a countdown. It has a ticker on it. This yeah. is Paul Donovan's worst nightmare. That he is <laughs> that he is walking around his house and there is a very obvious nuclear bomb there that he does not notice until it's too mm-hmm. late. Oh, yeah. There's too he many of them. Sleep at night. So many of them have been mm-hmm. made. He's Someone check. might leave one in your backyard. <laughs> He's going to check in his cupboards, make sure there's no <laughs> nuclear bombs, check under his bed. <laughs> He typed up that last scene, <laughs> yeah. and he had to get some extra hugs before yeah. bedtime. Because I guess I'm my... Can everyone come in here? I just finished something very important. Oh, boy. I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared. Leave the light on. Light on. Lights on. All night. Get, get me to Canada's Wonderland. I need to ride the Superman ride of steel immediately. <laughs> I need to remember what joy feels like. <laughs> Take me back to Toronto. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, I just brought that up because, again, that is something I did not like. No. Let's talk quickly about how um, <laughs> how is played by an actor named Tim Choate or mm. Choate. Okay. However you say his name, but to me, it's got to be Choate. It's, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone who was his friend ever called him anything but Choate. Yeah, no that's way. exactly what they had to yeah. it's called. He's actually an American actor uh, who was doing plays on Broadway before landing a role in James Ivory's 1979 film, The Europeans. Mm. And then he did uh, several smaller roles and then gets this role. In, but he is more famous for playing Zothras and Babylon 5. Oh, okay. Chote. You didn't spell Chote. his name right, but... <laughs> Chote. <laughs> How do you spell it then? C H O A T E. Come on. I just like to imagine he got done with a six hour dance tech rehearsal on Broadway and then Chirp. a script was on his desk. <laughs> what is it? Play it. Chote. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chote. Mm-hmm. Now wait for it. Chote. <laughs> yeah, slow that down a little bit. Chote. So Chote's on Broadway playing Nathan Detroit, and some like his agent calls and he's like, "Timmy, I need you to read a script. It's about Star Wars technology appearing today. You're going to be an astronaut <laughs> up in space. Put your dance pants down. You're going to be an astronaut, boy. Put your astronaut boy pants on. That's you're right. Le- you're leaving Broadway for the bright lights of Canada." <laughs> He's like, yeah, I can't keep doing all these, yeah. you know, illustrious yeah. Broadway shows. I'm done winning Tonys. It's time to win a genie. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I got to get out there <laughs> with genie award winning actress, Kate Lynch. Um, now, of course, Tim Choate playing how? Are we sure it's Lynch? Do you want me to look it up? <laughs> Lynch. Lynch. Is that what it is? Lynch. Lynch. Or but lunch. do you think he was able to take that jumpsuit from the play and just say, yes. that's, that's <laughs> right. part of my contract. I got to wear this jumpsuit the entire time. <laughs> I need, in the post-apocalyptic world, a, an outfit that requires me to fully take it all off in order to take a shit. Yeah. yeah. That's, yep. that, yep. that's what makes the most well, sense. Well, clearly, <laughs> by, by the long extended shots of toilets in this movie, no one knew how to take a shit <laughs> in that entire village. Humanity just forgot. No. 
humanity. What no. on Mark, earth? Mark, Mark was worried about the construction of their huts. I yes. was like, why can they not shit into yeah. the actual why, toilet? Why what is, is the stereotype the about that? how boys pee true about how all of them shit? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> the shit is all over the toilet. Like, could not anyone just get it into the toilet? And no, everyone hovering. Like, they're, they're all hovering. They all they all get up in a, in a harness. They get up in one of those like those like Peter Pan strings that make the little the make Peter Pan fly. They're all strapped to that table that Boomer is strapped to. With the- oh my god, the fact that we haven't even talked about Boomer yet. What an insane! What an insane character that you also we know very little yeah. about. Yeah, and we don't did. know anything about him. No. Well, he hurt. He broke his back. He broke yeah. his back. Yes. Yeah, and when you break your back, you. You spittle all over yourself. Yes. Right? <laughs> Uncontrollably. Right. His hands can, he clearly can move his hands. That's no problem for him, but nothing else can move unless he absolutely needs it to move because several times he does move them because he's not really, doesn't really have a broken. I don't want to spoil this for the viewers or listeners. <laughs> he's not really <laughs> paralyzed in real life. The actor has full. Oh, that, right. what? That's what we don't uh, want to spoil. I hate to show <laughs> yeah. how the sausage is made, but generally <laughs> they'll have an actor with Wait, full. Wait, these people are pretending to be these people? Uh, in most I cases. I feel so lied to. I do believe that the character of Lacey was actually a, uh, a very, very mentally feeble Marine that was easily <laughs> manipulated. I, I, yeah, some of these people that play douches are in, in fact douches in yeah. real life. I did buy the, enough of that. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff, though, about these characters is, is a little dark, especially the stuff on the ship as we were talking about with those videos where it's pretty like dark in the very beginning of this movie. Um, and I bring that up because according to Donovan and SF movie land, he said that uh, we feel that we're approaching a serious subject, but we're handling it more like an adventure with some black humor. Accurate. I think, I think there are some comedic moments with Vinny there. There, uh, there were some things that made me laugh. I, this is the thing. The thing that made me laugh the hardest was, JJ, I'm sure in ADR, meekly saying thank you when uh, when uh, How like throws something down the food hatch like before we yeah. meet JJ. Yeah. Yep. It's just like like it's like it was like a Muppet. Like it was like a scene from like a Muppet sketch where there's like just a mysterious voice down in the hole. Like he throws yeah. it down, and you just hear like thank you, and at that point you don't know <laughs> yeah. who it is. Yeah. When it becomes revealed that it's a woman he's keeping hostage, then it's not as funny. But before right, right, I understood, right. uh, with context, maybe doesn't uh, hold up as well as as, we, as Paul would have liked. But I think maybe that's some of the dark humor. I don't know. Other than that, all I can think of is like just the, the grotesque stuff. If he's referring to like when they're pissing on Vinny, like or something like that. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is. That's the kind of dark humor I love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's drawing a cute cartoon of himself surviving, yeah. and they piss on him. Yeah. <laughs> The old lady doesn't want to survive. <laughs> mm, this is a scene I might not want to show my mom. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty dark. I'm done getting grounded for making these movies. My mom's not coming to the premiere. Paul, you can just move out. You're a director. <laughs> like you're a middle-aged man. Don't get out of the house. <laughs> Tell my mom that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk quickly about the person that Howe does meet. Of course, he meets terminals that kill off Walker, the guy who is the biggest badass on that ship, as as far as anybody being a badass on that ship is. Uh, and he gets killed off, and he runs across. Uh, 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 he runs across Jim Sting, 
who's a computer hacker, instrumental in telling David Lightman about a backdoor password, which he needed to play the computer games created by Stephen Falcon. And he's still pretty irritable. Not just with his hacker buddy, but he's... But what we learn about him, uh, which we don't learn about in war games, is that he is not a good chef. <laughs> nope, he is not. <clears throat> Although I never really, I never took him as a good chef in war games either. Right. So right. just to be clear. But is this his character just post-apocalypse? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if if global thermal nuclear war was not a game and it actually happened, right. This exactly. is a continuation of the war game story. And I know that this is something that they are, Paul Donovan was thinking of, because again, in SF Movie Land, he says... <laughs> and he really opened up to SF yeah. Movie Land. They really put yeah. it all out there. Wow. The, the first third of the film is like war games in a way. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. I mean, mm-hmm. no offense, but it's not. <laughs> Except that the war does happen. Oh. To your right. point, Mark. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Sure, sure, sure. sure. But just imagine if Dabney Coleman was in this movie. Oh, I mean, man. Ooh. Ooh. Genies galore. Just dish it out, genies. Yeah. They couldn't give this movie genies fast genie, enough. Genie, this, genie, genie, genie. This movie toppled Dudley Do Right as the most genie awarded film in Canadian history. <laughs> um, of course, the character we are talking about, uh, Vinny, is played by Maury Chaikin of War Games. Mm. He was also in another New World Canadian acquisition, a movie called High Point, which is uh, the first score done by Christopher Young for New World Pictures, who does the score for this Mm. and goes on to do the score eventually for Hellraiser. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maury Chaikin, however, uh, would go on to more movies. So you've probably seen him in things like Dances with Wolves, My Cousin Vinny, and... Erica definitely will remember him from Beethoven's Second. Oh, you bet I would. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Uh, I don't. I don't want to brag, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and drop my biggest name drop of all time. I, uh, as well as many of our uh, friends in the improv community, uh, once worked with a Beethoven, uh, one of the dog, one of the dogs of the Beethoven lineage, on a little program called Holidays from Hell, uh, which was a true TV reenactment special around Thanksgiving disasters, and it was about a dog that uh, ate a turkey. And Jessica Young, very funny improviser uh, that we know, mm-hmm. played the mom who dropped the turkey. And the owner of the Beethoven dog, the beautiful Beethoven dog, was like, the, that dog was the only actor treated with any dignity on set. <laughs> and, and Jessica accidentally, because the dog was way too aggressive, dropped the turkey too early. And it got near the dog. And the dog's owner, for the next hour, was like, she dropped the turkey on the dog. She could have seriously injured the dog. In no way did that happen. That was not. Oh, wow. I think Craig Kukowski was in that, too. It was a weird day. But the biggest thing. The only thing I really remember, like, walking away from it was like, God, I pet a Beethoven. And I know that's not what they're (laughs) calling it. I know they're St. Bernard's. But to me, just like all vampires are Draculas, all dogs are (laughs) Beethoven. They're all Beethoven's. Right. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. No, we're one degree of. We're one degree away from Beethoven. Wow. Yeah, this my is, Beethoven uh, number is one. This guys. is yeah. exciting. Wow, we're two away, yeah. but yeah, Tommy's, you're one Tommy's one. Uh, guys, uh, I don't know. I could look up and see if I can find an old email. Maybe we can get, maybe arrange a meet and greet. I mean, I'm sure that was <laughs> oh, all, that was also 12 God. years ago, so I have a feeling that Beethoven 
maybe up with the other Beethoven. We may be on to another Beethoven. In that great yes. orchestra in the sky. Uh, yeah. Jessica Young, by the way, from our episodes on uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun yep. and Flowers in the Attic. Yes. Mm-hmm. She also is one degree away from a Beethoven. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, she almost got first degree murder charges on a Beethoven. <laughs> yeah. So. But honestly, now that you bring it up, though, I do remember her dropping the turkey early during Flowers in the Attic, too. I mean, uh, I don't want to wow. point fingers, but mm-hmm. yeah, wow. she really dropped that that Flowers in the Attic turkey. <laughs> yeah, she really did. Wow. What's with the turkeys? I guess. Slippery fingers. Yeah, it turns Slippery. out she's got a... She's got a she's got a, a, a tell, as they say in the world, of, the <laughs> high stakes right. world of poker <laughs> that, I, that I know so much about. She's got a tell, and it's oh. dropping a turkey prematurely. Uh, <laughs> oh. don't, that's why I don't play poker during Thanksgiving. I avoid it yeah. at all costs. It's too risky. Yeah, it's too, too risky. risky. They're like, look at Mark. He's dropping that turkey way too early. <laughs> I'm all chance. in. I'm all he's in. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got jacks. Only got jacks. <laughs> I've got a pair. Jacks. That shows you how much poker I play. That I'm like, what's the best hand in poker? Two jacks, right? Yeah. Got it. Got me. Look at him. He's only got one eye. This means I win, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Unless the Suicide King comes out. Uh... Oh, that's that. Does I don't like this game anymore. That sounds dark. Yeah, there's a king that Paul. has that has a sword in his head. Paul. Yes. Paul. Uh, I don't want to play poker if the kings are going to harm themselves. <laughs> They should have a court-ordered analyst. <laughs> Maybe one day one of the actors from this movie will go <laughs> into government That's to make a, sure that he, that happens. He gave a speech the first day. He's like, a lot of you are going to walk off after this shoot. Just go on to your next projects, not thinking about the message of this movie. The true risks nuclear arms face and pose to our nation. But one of you, and I don't know who, is going to go on to make policy. Is going to go into the government. <laughs> Someone here will be making decisions for the children of tomorrow. That's why we're rolling. Sound speed. And all of a sudden, a light went off in yeah. little Lenore Zan's head. And yeah. she went, wait a minute. 30 years from now, I'm running. Uh... <laughs> Perfect. I feel like this feels like a really good time to talk about things we love <laughs> and things we hated. That's right. We're going to talk about the things we love and the things we hated about DEF CON 4. Mark, what's something you loved? Uh, I, <clears throat> I We touched on it already, but I, I did love the death of the old woman. Because oh. they work so hard. <laughs> oh my God! To my get fa- her dude, out of dark that. humor. And favorite she, scene. She my takes, favorite scene. She takes ten steps and is shot. Oh, is shot. He like, gets her out of that. Speaking of, it's almost as long as like, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. He's like, yeah. come on, get out. She's like, I'm good. I'm gonna stay in here. Come He's on. like, come on, no, come on. you gotta come with. Come on. I won't. Let's go. Come, come with on. me. Come Let's with go. me. Come Starts on. Walking her down. Boom, she shot. It, that was my favorite scene. I was like, are you kidding me? She That's had a better humor. chance yes. if she just stayed in she just the stayed in, in the just cage. Stayed in the cage. Yeah. She oh, wanted to God. stay there. She liked it. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, she, she liked she, it. She made there. a little life for herself down there. Right. Yeah. 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 Singing songs and shit. She loved it there. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite scene. Unbelievable. Oh, so so funny. Oh, let's go. Let's go. That's come really, on, that really come on, let's go comes yeah. Come on, let's go. <laughs> come on, let's go. Come on, come on, come on, come on, let's go. 
Bam, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, she's dead. She's dead. She's dead. 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 And I feel like he had even more remorse for her than he did Jordan. Yeah. He sees her. Oh, yeah. 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 He sees her and he's like, She's oh, cold. She's cold. <laughs> yeah. So, man. Well, move on. I've seen red a dead body or bitch. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing, too? Can you just have too much potassium and be like, Well, shit, I'm dead? I, mean, I, you know, I, that would have been a good Mark's research to to dig into that, that one. I, that I, Mark. you know what? Is there a Patreon? We'll reveal it on the Patreon, guys. Pay up. <laughs> we'll That's a know. reason to start one if there if we've ever heard one. Uh, my, my favorite part, so many. I mean, obviously, uh, we've tread this water well. So I'll just say the the multiple threats to not pick up the gun into him finally shooting them after they had so many opportunities to just pick up their own guns and shoot him. And then the one guy not even hiding behind the boat to be out of frame. Just being like, clearly in the water, like, I did my stunt. Did you see me? <laughs> I did it. I fell into the water. Also, I believe they both fall into the water off camera. Which, why? Mm-hmm. Why would they? Why would you not get coverage uh, on that? Right. Yeah, uh, right. Just, so, it's just them jumping literally two feet into some water. It's, and it's and not, I'll tell you, but the, the deeper reason why that's my favorite scene is because i got to believe a, like, 15-year-old Will Forte saw this movie and was like, I'm going to make MacGruber. Like, that is like MacGruber, the MacGruber character giving 15 warnings to someone to not pick up a gun feels like straight out of that. Like, don't pick it up. Do not pick that up. Do not pick that up. Yeah. Don't pick it up. Don't pick that up. Don't pick that up. Like, that Mm -hmm. felt like a very Will Forte character to me. So I'm hoping that that was the inspiration for that. So anyway. Yeah. Erica, what is something you loved? I actually legitimately loved the first 15-ish, 20-ish minutes of this movie. When they were in space before they crash on Earth. I was like, okay, this is... Like, this is really good. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. It's pretty dramatic. Watching him listen to those videos of his wife kind of sharing how it's been on earth and how everyone's either died from radiation poisoning or this disease and she doesn't know what's going to happen and she's going to try to get out of there she thinks he's dead like it was torturous i'm like jesus this is a good movie and then they crash on earth and all fucking hell breaks loose it's like (laughs) benny hill down there like like, it was just ridiculous (laughs) and i guess it's something that i love because i i remember turning to ryan and being like What just happened? I was prepared. Right. It set For us them up in space. <laughs> to watch this like space drama, essentially. And then we crash on Earth and it's like, they're in the trees. Watch out. <laughs> like, make a run for it. They're, they're eating someone over a campfire. Like, it was immediately. And those, so those people, the terminals, show up for that scene. And that's it. And then it. I guess they're not. Yeah. And then we're not right. concerned with them. They're just They little... don't even enter the yeah. final battle no. scene. No. 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 They, they don't even they don't play another part again, which is like they're easily going to be the coolest part. Yeah, right. Because they're just second. like crazies. So yeah, but right. I did love that first that yeah, first fifteen that's minutes. Fair. It was toy. Um, I would say uh, I also really like that first beginning part, but I would yeah. say oh, the copier. But I, you but copied I, me. Well, just in oh my case. god, I just realized the the letter that I copied de- you <laughs> that you copied me <laughs> that the letterbox description of this movie could also be used for our podcast. Two men and one woman <laughs> start a podcast and watch all of the new world pictures. That's Wait, hold we on, should... but that means one of us is going to die real soon. Right, one of us dies immediately. Well. <laughs> 
if we go back to Earth, Mark, yeah, we gotta stay up in this. Stay up in orbit, guys. No matter what, we're good. Yeah, stay in this new world pictures orbit, or we're dead. At least one of us. I would love the poster. This is definitely one of the best posters. It does not relate to the movie. No. Nope. Uh, in any way, mm-hmm. no. but no. it is a great poster. It's phenomenal. Um, it is actually drawn by Rudy Obrero, who did a lot of movie posters, including the one for Never Say Never Again. Mm. He's most well known though for his uh, artwork for Masters of the Universe. Oh, and nice. that's what he like. You know, he goes to conventions and stuff, and he mm-hmm. signs a lot of Masters of the Universe stuff. This poster, though, is uh, let's say inspired by the cover to a British anthology titled "The Year's Best Science Fiction Number Eight. Uh, and that po- that cover is drawn by Angus McKee, which again has the dead astronaut and has a ship in the mm. background, uh, and the the astronaut stuck in sand. Ah, so yeah. it's almost the same thing. It's just a different ship, right? Also with the skeleton inside the the mask and everything else. So very cool. Let's switch to things we hated. Okay, Mark, what's something you hated? I I, I mean, Erica kind of touched on it. It's it. The- once we got it uh, down to Nova Scotia, and I, this is where if you don't have enough budget, it's hard to make a post-apocalyptic world be believable. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone looks really silly. The, mm-hmm. the 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 modified dump truck that they're driving around in that's yeah. not going to move very quickly. It's a Anyone tractor, can right? It's yeah, a, it's, it's a yeah, but it has like a, a skid steer sort of front on it, and you're like, anyone could basically topple that at any moment. It's not going to move quickly, and they do easily. Like he <laughs> easily. gets captured in it, he tries to take off in it, and they're like, we will catch you because we could literally jog right next to it, and, <laughs> right. and yeah. even just like just a fast like walking pace, and you can keep up <laughs> yeah. with that. Just that one where you're like this, yeah, like just the like, speed walking, getting your hips into yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, you just you're, you can get, get right next to it yeah, and be like, "Hey, what's up, man?" <laughs> yeah, you got your sketcher step ups going, and you're just you're just following along. Yeah, um, that's what all the terminals were. Yeah, yeah, they all had they all had sketchers on. Mm-hmm. It just it was really, and like I mentioned, the town. It's just it's they it's so poorly designed. You can tell that they keep going up and down the same to in front mm-hmm. of the same buildings, just shot from different angles constantly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, again, I know you're 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 doing the best you can with the budget that you have, but maybe just you just stay up in space. It, right? You, it could have been it, you could have just stayed in space and stayed yep. on that one set and yep. maybe yeah. done a lot more with that, but Yep. Yeah, uh, the, I, I agree. The first twenty minutes, I was like, "Wow, this movie surprising me." Because I loved that poster. I remember being a kid and seeing it, and friends of mine had watched Defcon Four, and I hadn't seen it, and they said, "God, that movie sucks." I'm like, "How could this movie suck? That poster is amazing!" Yeah, right. right. And when we started, when I started watching it, which I had not seen it until we watched it for this episode. Mm-hmm. My first 20 minutes, I'm like, well, my friends were wrong. I mean, they often were. They, they, you know, dared me to do a lot of stupid shit. So, you know, this, <laughs> this, this felt like a, them daring me one more time. I dare you to watch that. Um, and I thought, oh, they, they're probably wrong. And then we got on Earth. And it was like, oh. Now there was dumb, Mark. This acid yeah. <laughs> in my mouth because it's so dumb. So dumb. Guess I'll do I'm going to try that dumb thing. I'll do it first. 
<laughs> yeah. That's how you bait Mark into things. That's how you bait young Mark. <laughs> you know what's dumb? Going all in on two jacks. Yeah. <laughs> Don't believe him. He dropped the turkey. He likes the hand. Uh, uh, Tommy, what's something that uh, you hated? I... Uh, you know, I, I listen, I'm a realist. I understand that when you cook meat, it shrinks. But that was three <laughs> feet of venison that he brought in raw that cooked down to the size of a 14-ounce T-bone steak. And I just <laughs> don't believe that that was the cooking, the final cooked form of that venison. I don't know who their meat con- uh, co- uh, continuity guy or girl. Listen, I'm I'm a man of the future. I believe a woman could have that job on a set. Uh, I don't know who that was, but they failed that day. They right. did a bad job, and that steak should have been way bigger. And uh, Boomer, was that his name? Boomer? Yeah. 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 Boomer Boomer licking it, the whole thing. I hated that scene. I don't know. It just made me uncomfortable. It made me, made me yeah. feel gross. His... But he's, you're going to eat that steak, right? What's Absolutely. a little mud at that point? I mean, oh, yeah. at that point. I'm saying why with not? a fully intact back, I'm still eating that steak. Not even I had my two, back. I had two issues with that, Tommy, and I, and I also had issues with it. My issues were, were slightly different. One is I thought immediately when they're like, we have this venison. I was like, that doesn't look like venison. No, it's got it's too not. much fat on it for it's not, right. at all. not Then at all. he cooks it, and he cooks it far too much. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, he overcooks it. It's gray. It is a yeah. solid right. gray. Yeah, it is black on both yeah. sides. Yeah. So, like, I mean, come on. Boomer right. clearly said medium rare. Right. And, right. You know, uh, and, and mud just, is the the mud's the least of his worries. It's no. the fact that it's just way overdone. Yeah. He's gonna be like the flavor is just and it's he's out of this thing. It's unseasoned, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's yeah. He didn't put any. Come on, you don't have any. You don't have any like steak seasoning. Listen, you know what that shows me? You're not a good leader. If you don't care enough <laughs> to season the meat, then I'm not going to follow you into battle. Just listen, a little garlic salt. Yeah. put a little garlic salt on it. That's on, all man. you got to do. Listen, we get it. It's the apocalypse. We're not going to have Montreal steak seasoning <laughs> from from whatever that company is that makes the seasonings. I get it. You do on the ship. They have it right next to the ship <laughs> 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 Just get back to the ship. <laughs> there is a decomposing. Get back to the remains. Yeah, there's some wreckage of a hand on the ship. So next to the remains of the ship, there's the, yeah. the, the wreckage. They have of a so hand. much seasonings on that ship. Yeah, they're just. It's mostly seasonings. They're putting everything on those shrimp cocktails just yeah. to keep track because they're like, oh, they're they're on the opposite side of things where they're like fucking shrimp cocktail again. I guess tonight. Yeah, nothing we but need fucking a, we shrimp need a replacement cocktail. battery cell. I can't find anything but seasonings. I've got cinnamon. <laughs> I've got allspice. I've got bay leaves. It's all spices. What are we going to do with this giant jar of anise seed? I, no one likes it. Right? <laughs> oh my God. There's so much. Honestly, I don't even know what to do with coriander. And we have two pounds of it. Yeah, Liquid aminos? Is, isn't that just for people that don't want to have soy sauce? I don't understand. <laughs> Why are we doing this? I'm not going to use apple cider vinegar to cook. No one's trying to lose weight on this shit. Come on. We have one half of this whole ship that's just apple cider vinegar. It's just a pantry. Why was this ship half pantry? They do have like a plant room. That's true. They have a room where they just have a bunch of plants. Are we in DEF CON or CHEF CON? (laughs) (laughs) Now there's dark humor. Why? God, we gotta. You know what? It may not be too late to remake this movie. It's not. It's never too late. Chef Con, we've reached Chef Con one with that steak. I'll tell you that much. 
That is terrible stakes. Erica, what is something you hated? Oh, God. There's one thing that sticks out in my mind that I really, truly hated. And uh, that was the way that he ate the popcorn when he went back to... Oh, God, um, yes. Uh, Vinny. When he goes... To Vinny's house. To Vinny's house. Yeah. Mm. So he sneaks back mm. to Vinny's house to get guns. Right. And there's just popped popcorn on the table. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. Who popped it, how it got there. Right. And he takes a handful of it and drops most of it. And then in eating, you have to imagine at that point, he's got to be starving. Yeah. You know, at yeah. that point, he's like, he's okay. He made it. He escaped the hanging. He got away. He's going to get the guns. Maybe he's still he, kind he of on He too a, maybe watched 20 minutes of Crash and Burn as well. You never know. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> but it's like. You see food there, it's readily available, and he just eats it so poorly. And then he has it in his hand, he just drops the rest on the floor, and he's like, ah, okay. Moving yeah, I'm, on. I'm done. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. You don't waste popcorn like that, apocalypse or not. It's popcorn. That might be the last popcorn on Earth, dude. It's clearly freshly popped. It's just sitting <laughs> out in a bowl. Yeah, but, uh, remember, no seasoning. No, it's just gonna, it's just gonna right. be like fine. There's no chance. There's nothing. There's no butter. Smucker's Wait. jelly on it. He just that is some it. fucking butterless, salt-free. You're right. That's yeah. butterless and salt-free. Yeah. yeah, he's got. We have the popcorn, the butter popcorn seasoning on the ship. We yeah. have that. We have that exact seasoning. And he's hooked on it. He's like, hooked. I can't, uh, I can't eat. I can't eat it without it. Yeah. Ah! Ah! <laughs> yeah. Ah! Ah! No. <laughs> That's the thing that finally makes him puke. Not not humans being roasted. Not not watching his friends die. Not watching uh, like uh, or almost being executed. The thing that finally right. makes him puke is just some dry ass popcorn. Yeah. Plain oh. popcorn. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Ah, on the ship we have carrots. This is disgusting. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Uh, Bullshit. There's no popcornopolis. Come on. Oh. You guys don't even have truffle butters? What the fuck is this? <laughs> I thought we were in Chef Con. Ah, let me guess. Everyone here's nipples are red. <laughs> weird classification, are they? Pink, brown, and red. I'm sorry. Not to be a little freak, but I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, is that oh. it? That, that was Vinny's questioning about uh, Vinny's Jordan. question. Who's she? She's an astronaut. She's a doctor. What's she like? She's got brown hair. What kind of Oreolas does she have? Oreolas. Oreolas? Oreolas? That's the like Oreos and areolas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey there. Sorry to ask, but uh, what size Oreolas do you have? Compare them to a coin. Would they be a loony or a toony? <laughs> Oreolas? That was the first thing that stood out to me. I couldn't yeah. even now hear the rest, and I know he goes into size, shape, color. Let's just put it this way: it, I was alone watching it, and I looked around to see if I should be continuing to watch. I was like, "Is this okay? Yeah, no one's here. All right, I'll keep Are we watching." All right? What? What's she like? She has brown hair. She girl. <sighs> girl has brown hair. She girl, she female girl, brown hair, female girl. Yeah, there, there's there's a couple things that work. Number one, Vinny, of course, being so lecherous and gross. Yeah. Which he does a good job. Which he does do a good job of. But at the end of this world, there's nobody left. But he's like, I will get all the ladies. This yeah. is my opportunity. Yes. Being super gross. And then on the other side, you have Howe, who's like, what's she like? 
I don't know. Brown hair, skin. I, actually, I don't know. Human. Actually, she breathes. I've never even like, looked her in the eye before. I, well, because that's when you realize you, that how is Paul's voice? It's right. like how Tyrion Lannister is George R. R. Martin's voice. How is Paul? He's like, I don't want to write anything my mom's going to be mad about. I'm just going to keep it respectful and fit in about biology. Let's keep it hair color, nipple color, and we're fine. And then we're out. They've been in space for like 18 months. And he knows nothing. So apparently he's just been talking to Walker the entire time. He's like, just been like, oh, you want me to tell you about Walker? He's dead. But let me tell you about him. He's a pretty cool dude. He likes Cubs fan. Cubs fan. He loves water skiing. The dude is so cool. He's seen every single movie. Like, uh, anyway, like, yeah. oh, but her? I don't know. Brown hair? I don't know. I don't know anything about her. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, dude. You've only been stuck in a very contained space with him for 18 yeah. months. She, and this dude, is the only thing you know how to well, describe her. She sleeps a lot, Ryan. <laughs> so. Also, I maybe really... She passes out of the drop of a hat. <laughs> I don't know, guys. The drop of a spice. It's a freshly popped well, popcorn. That's the thing. That scene made me scared for her because most of the time when your areolas are red, it's because you're having like an allergic reaction or like a skin irritation. So I was like, something's wrong with Jordan. Yeah, also, Something is wrong with her. Also, and that's his That's his kink. That's what he likes. He's like, ooh, I like those irritated like, nipples. That's what I like. Allergic I like reaction? a anaphylactic shock. Uh, you having a reaction? Uh, would you get peanuts near those? Uh, I I don't understand. Also, like h- how it was so definitive. I mean, maybe that was just him trying to like move on. But like after after uh, uh, Vinny was asking about the Oriolas, he's like red, like with certainty. Like she doesn't know. I caught a peak the other day. They're red. They're red. Yeah, like, right. I bet right. when he caught a peep was when he was tucking her in when she yeah. was sick. Oh he God! Just, like, whoop, yeah. Took a quick peek. How's the I just don't think he's ever seen nipples before. Yeah. And he's, he's like, red. Guessing. I don't know. They're got to be red, right? Red's the color of a nipple, right? My, my wife and I <laughs> right. used to surrogate, a male surrogate. I don't know. I've never seen nipples before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the thing I hated, um, <laughs> the thing that I hated was uh, something we touched on, that final quote. Mm, yeah. The yeah. final quote, the final card, which is, yeah. the final victory has been won. Mankind can now rest in peace. Yes. Can they? I mean, is this, this is the final battle? Like, they're... Yeah. They were on a boat going away from this camp- encampment. Mm. And that's the final battle? That was the final victory? And yeah. also, didn't they just have a nuclear bomb explode? How far away are they from it? Right. I mean... Not far enough. Right. Not really. No. Uh, you know, and you're, you're dependent upon the winds to yeah. get you, you know, I don't, you know, and it's just, that's the final battle that you killed a teenager in a makeshift village yeah, where nobody knew how to shit correctly in a toilet. Yeah, I that's think, the final battle. Well, when yeah. you, when you topple a, an intellectual giant like that, there are, <laughs> there are no more worlds to conquer. <laughs> and I just thought like that card is not necessary. It's yeah. just not, you don't need it. No. Also, he it's just a, swapped out one uh, intense tight quarters situation for another with the same mm-hmm. dynamic. Now he's mm-hmm. with an even worse person. And another right. girl right. that he knows nothing about and will make no effort to learn about, but instead he's on I don't a know, boat. blonde hair? I, I don't know. Blonde hair? Blonde hair? Sounds a Not little a bit doctor. like Rogue from the X-Men? I don't know. <laughs> but that quote is uh, what is very common to see on the back of boats. 
<laughs> so, I mean, maybe, I think you just took it out of context. Now, have you seen my book, Mankind May Now Rest in Peace? <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to call it the guppy, but my wife said no. Something, something more profound. Uh, I christened this boat. The final victory has been won. Mankind can now rest in peace. Smash! <laughs> Why didn't you just butt your head up against it? <laughs> That's how you do it, yeah. right? No, the hmm. champagne bottle. What are you doing? You're bleeding. How? Have some of these garlic truffle fries. They're great. We have so many spices. But we probably only have spices for four months because I am spice fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm a glutton for spices. Uh, all right, let's get into my favorite scenes. We've already revealed a couple. So, uh, Mark, what's your favorite scene? Favorite scene? It's it's when they're getting hung. Uh, or about to get hung, and Jade <laughs> tries, tries to spit, and d- that spit goes oh, maybe right. two inches out yeah. of her mouth. She spits like, at, at at Gideon, right? At the, Gideon. Yeah. She tries to spit on him, but that spit goes nowhere. And mm-hmm. I wondered, like, is she incapable of spitting? And that was the best take out of all the spit takes that they could get from her, because it doesn't come near his face, but yet he's still, they do the cutaway where he's still like, oh. Like wiping yeah. it off of the side. Mm-hmm. Like that that landed on her shirt. That yeah, did right, not go any right. further. Because you see it. it it's not <laughs> like you don't see it's it. It's like a loogie that just falls out of her mouth yeah, onto her shirt. It's a little too heavy and not yeah. enough to it. So it's kind of like yeah. yeah. There's no trajectory to it other than down. Yeah. So yeah. It's when that you don't was my put favorite. enough weight on the on your on your line and then you try <laughs> to throw out the cast and it just goes <laughs> goes straight down. <laughs> exactly. I I mean right. Um, Tommy, do you already said your favorite scene, right? Uh, yeah, I'll just throw a quick other one briefly. Yeah, uh, please. Uh, Jordan, Jordan's death, Jordan's death acting was pretty top notch. She gets the injection, she lets out like a guttural scream, and then she just goes. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, and it's yes. frozen in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, then somehow ends up on the floor, and they just kind of like gave her the like morgue makeup, like the like her yeah, face is got white. a little yeah. whitish. Yeah. 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 And then she like popped back up once they called cut and said, "I'll see you at the genies." Can't wait. <laughs> see you guys. By the way, I, I was in meatballs. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> uh, Erica, your favorite scene? Uh, I we've already mentioned a couple. My other favorite scene is when all the ladies have been imprisoned. Oh yeah, and they sing. It just. I, I don't know if it was supposed to be dramatic, if it was meant to be dramatic, if it was meant to be funny, but they're singing a song that's essentially like the saints go marching in. Jordan comes marching home again. Hurrah, hurrah. And Jordan comes marching home again. Hurrah, hurrah. Will have such fun in the world. You can go at any point. Nope, I'm gonna, we're going to go through the whole thing. The whole we're going to let's do it all. The whole you not deal. Turn that off. Do not turn that off. You better not turn that off. Tommy, do not turn Tommy's, that off. <laughs> Tommy has an hour and ten minutes of crash and burn to go get back. Yeah, that's all, guys. Hey, guys, listen. It's not going to crash and burn itself, all right? I'm a very yeah. important man. <laughs> but it was like... I always knew that song as like the ants go marching. Yes, that's all I knew it as. Right? Right? Like the ants go marching. So I just started to chuckle because I'm like, that's the song. Like, if you're imprisoned, 
I, I just they can't la- even I remember like, their song. They all don't even sing it all together. Like the other lady in the background is like, come on, hurrah. Like she's just <laughs> sort of like adding words. Like, does she know the song or not? No. Also, she doesn't. like, why weren't they singing like 99 bottles of beer on the wall or something that's like, yeah. But they're singing this weird, like, it just cracked me up. It's, it's 1985, just, you know, sing something from Oingo Boingo. Let yeah, your spirit. Right? Yeah. It's a I dead mean, man's party. Who could ask for more? Seriously. I mean, it literally is. That's where they are. Yes. They're at a dead man's party. They That's could have sang anything. They could have, like, oh, you man. know, don't you forget about me? I don't know. Yeah, there you go. They should have yeah. breakfast club the end of this movie. Yeah. Each <laughs> one of us was a, a rapist outdoorsman, a high school girl, a bad astronaut. A dead astronaut. <laughs> a criminal. And a basket case. Which one of us pooped on the outside of the toilet? Yeah, none of us. One thing was for sure. None of us could poop in a toilet. <laughs> uh, you're going to see us how you want to see us. People who can't properly shit in a toilet. <laughs> and you would be right. Yeah. You'd be um, well within your rights to make that accusation. Let's get into final questions. Here are our final questions for DEFCON 4. Did the astronauts get any fun videos to watch? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. They had a they had a kind of a boring porno that they were watching. Oh, yes. Like, yes. yes. I don't know if that counts as fun per se. I mean, that's got to be awkward in mixed company of a spaceship to just be like, I'm going I'm to watch this now, guys. I'll say this. Both Crash and Burn and DEFCON 4 feature a scene within the first 20 minutes of a person watching porn in the eyesight of other people at with volume on. So I was like, <laughs> wow, this is... This is really bold. Like this was <laughs> this was an '80s choice. Yeah, like, yes. in the '80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't care. Sure. We're not. We're not going to watch it in another room, guys. That's right. <laughs> it also it also shows or portrays that Walker and Jordan get along and talk. Yeah, and have conversations. Yeah, they actually talk to each other, communicate as people. Yeah, weirdly, but, Walker knows a lot about Jordan, even though he's the asshole on the ship. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, you know, she's complicated. We don't always get along, but mm-hmm. I don't know. She's a good medic. I just thought, like, is this appropriate in the workplace? No. Like, man, if HR wasn't fully destroyed down on Earth, I'd be reporting you, my guy, because right. you're just speakers on watching this porn right in the workplace. And the like, HR, the HR, HR rep is trying to, to, to <laughs> just dealing with all the spices, organizing them. <laughs> Wait, guys, uh, if we, we can... don't keep it alphabetical, how will we find the cloves? Cloves can't go next to coriander. This is the hardest part of my job. We're short two vials of Himalayan sea salt. Does anyone know? I'm not saying anyone took it on purpose. I'm just saying that when you're packing, sometimes right. company items get mixed mm-hmm. in with personal items. And I don't want this to be awkward. No questions asked. I'm going to leave my door unlocked tonight. And I'd like whoever took the sea salt to just put it on my desk. <laughs> and look, I know we're in space. Also, I know this is difficult, but let's clean out the grinders yeah. after we have them. Otherwise, they're going to have a lot of spices that are going to get mixed in together. Mm-hmm. That isn't going to, it's not going to taste the way you want it to mm-hmm. because you haven't cleaned out the this, this spice grinder. Guys, I believe all HR meetings should be designed like an areola cookie. Uh, <laughs> an Oreola cookie, right? No, 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 an areola. I think I'm saying it the right o- Oreolas are nipples. Areolas are, are tiny cookies. Uh, so I want to compliment that all three of you have been shitting in the toilet perfectly. There's been no shit outside the toilet. And that, we want to reward you. So we're sending up a uh, box of spices 
some spices we, <laughs> that we're not even familiar with. Just some new shit they're they're putting in, they're making up in labs in Germany. So enjoy that. Um, we don't end up actually knowing this, but uh, do you think how would have pushed that lever to hang his friends? I mean, the way Gideon taunts him, I knew you wouldn't hang your friends as if that was right. a bad thing. Like, I knew you were never going to do the thing you definitely didn't want to do. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how was a how was a wild card? Because he was not effective at anything he did. No. Mm-hmm. No. But he did step out from the line yeah. to volunteer for it. Right. And he was at gunpoint. I don't think he had the physical strength to pull, to pull it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There I think they would have had to shoot him because Good he would point. just been like, Hah! Fair he would have been like, yeah. like with all, I'm, I'm giving this everything I have. Yeah. He just won't move, won't budge. Yeah. He's legit. Yeah, he's after- like trying to jump on top of it and it still won't go down. <laughs> and then afterwards, he's like, you guys saw that. I wasn't trying to do it, right? They're like, felt like you were definitely trying to hang us there. <laughs> no, 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 dudes. I was like uh, totally faking them out. Yeah. Like yeah. the way I was trying to jump on it and with all my weight. All right. If you mean that, shake on it. I can't. My arms are exhausted from how hard I was trying to to hang you. Uh, wait, whoops. Paul, what? can we take that over? <laughs> Boomer ends up actually saving them in this moment because he's, you know, revitalized from slowly chewing on an overcooked piece of steak. Yeah. But that burnt meat really gave him a second really gave win. Him a second win. Maybe it was the mud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nutrient-rich insects <laughs> restored my spine. <laughs> but is he the real hero of this movie? Yeah. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I just thought not only was he the real hero, but he also was able to just pull himself around and nobody noticed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, right. How, <laughs> don't, I mean, I guess all our eyesight is up because we're looking at people that are about to be hung, but I would still think you might notice a guy crawling around on the ground <laughs> yeah. behind you. Yeah. I was like, the so. crowd. Maybe I just we felt should, like, who was that either, guy doing? <laughs> he's either done that before and they're just like, or oh, that's how again. some people get around. <laughs> right. Like they're just like, oh, oh Boomer's hey, out for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> he's out Boomer's for a walk. For a slide. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> That's their slavish devotion to this. This is their only entertainment. It's yeah. Like hang someone, they don't take their eyes off of it. No. I don't want to miss a moment. <laughs> this is must see TV. Boomer, uh, slide out here. They're gonna get hanged. Yeah. Hurry up and slide over here, Boomer. You want to miss this? Put your steak down, damn it, Boomer. You can eat it later. Uh, Finally, how does Hal and Gideon both get pushed off the boat? Hal goes first, then Gideon. How is it, though, that Hal gets onto the boat, but Gideon, I guess, floats back to land? Great question. Yeah, I I don't, I'm not sure. Are we supposed to say maybe Gideon's injury? Maybe, yeah, because he has to be helped back. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing. I think also just that's what had needed to happen narratively for the story is probably. I hate, <laughs> right. to, give yes. the, I hate yes. to give the simplest yeah. answer, but I also was like, first of all, yet another thing that takes how way too long to climb back onto the boat or climb onto the boat the first time when she throws the rope, he immediately gets knocked back into the water. And then the only yeah. time he ever does anything efficient is he climbs back onto the boat. 
the, the only final. thing he does well. Yeah. Yeah. In addition yeah. to that, through that whole scene, them getting off the boat and getting back on, all uh, Vinny's nowhere to be found, no. but then suddenly he's on the boat. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. How yeah. did he get back on the boat? You can't tell me that he's that he's you know a professional and, swimmer no, in his right. spare time and was able. He was just he was just keeping pace with the boat the <laughs> <Yeah>. whole time. <laughs> and he gets out of the water and he's still dirty. Just like keeping his just <laughs> checking his pay, checking his pulse. Yeah. Just like, like I'm steady, not going to push it. I'm goes. not going to push it too hard, guys. I need to. Save I don't my need strength. to. No. I don't need to. I don't need to. I have such a low resting heartbeat that basically any effort is going to just put me into stasis. It'll be great. Don't worry. I'll just... Like like as if at the ending. When you see Hal on the boat with JJ, and then you see Vinny come out, you'd be like, oh, phew. Yeah. Oh, the hubris just... to believe we were worried about what happened to Vinny. Yeah. Like, yeah. we couldn't just be the two of them. Like, that. Like yeah. we needed to have Vinny be saved because we're like, I don't know. He was such a rapist. I really yeah. wanted him to stick around. Like, yeah. what? Why? The way he forced JJ to kiss him while our hands were tied up at the beginning. <laughs> Made me root for him in a way I don't normally. Uh, I think I think that you like I forget whose original. I think maybe it was it was Mark or uh, but uh, whoever the original thesis was that like you, no point do you care about any of these characters. This yeah. is like yeah. the ultimate test of that, right? Like in right. the end, right. you're like the only kind like like there's no reason to root for Vinny to live, but yet you're just kind no. of like right. Well, I guess he's the only one that didn't actively try to kill. Uh, how and JJ eventually. I mean, he did in the beginning, right. but then he stopped. He gave right. like, well, he got pissed on, so maybe yeah. he learned his lesson. Yeah, you know? well, like that was a real turning point for his character. <laughs> I've, yeah. heard, I've yeah. heard that cures uh, problematic male behavior. If you, if you <laughs> yeah. piss, if you piss on a predator, and, if you uh, bury him in a hole for a few days and then pee on him, like piss that, on a predator is, a, is is the name of a good show. Yeah, that would, that's I, a show yeah, I can just, get behind. I actually just sold that to an AI that's been monitoring this call. So an, an AI executive at Fox was like, "We'll take that three seasons." Yeah, they we're getting we're getting Caviezel. <laughs> All right, let's get into some quick research here. Research for DEFCON 4. This was shot in Nova Scotia in October 1983. Though, after two weeks, they had to shut down production. Donovan explained to Cinefantastique that this happened for a, quote, wide variety of reasons. Quite simply, we felt we had bitten off more than we could chew. We weren't happy with certain technical aspects of what we were doing. There were also some problems with the script, so we took some time off and did some rewriting. Mm. Mm. Ouch. Filming resumed in November, which also meant that the trees looked less, quote unquote, pretty, as Donovan said, uh, compared to how they looked uh, in October in uh, Nova you know, Scotia. If it was filmed in November of 1983, just a few miles south in upstate New York, a woman was going into labor with a boy who would one day break <laughs> this movie down with his friends in <laughs> a podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I knew my first words were. DEFCON 4! <laughs> and I uttered them immediately upon right. entering the world. <laughs> They're like, how's your, how's your son? He has brown hair. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> I, dare I ask about his nipples? They're fine! <laughs> They're, They're red because they're irritated, but... Uh... We think he's allergic to strawberries. We don't know a lot about him. He won't eat his baby food unless we put some curry spices on it, though. We do know that. The uh, Cinefantastique article says they also scrapped the first two weeks of shooting after that. So they take a break, rewrite the script, and don't use anything they oh, shot wow. for two weeks. Oh. And then they shoot for an additional six weeks. Oh, wow. 
Wow. So I have to think that this is a strain on their budget, which happened to be $800,000, which they raised all independently. Ooh, wow. Huh. Once New World picks it up for distribution in September 1984, they spent another 200000 for post-production work, which I have to think is fixing up some of the effects, yeah. I have to yeah. think. Yeah. That also, that is how associate editor Michael Spence gets onto the project. Spence was a trailer editor for New World Pictures. He also did the edit of Godzilla 1985, which they also released that same year. And he went on to edit Reform School Girls, which we covered earlier this year. And he actually helped trim, uh, he and New World, uh, helped trim this movie from its original runtime of 136 minutes. No! Whoa! Oh my God! Whoa! Yeah. I mean, there wow. had to be more of the, uh, what, what's the name of the gang at the beginning? The, yeah, uh, the, the, terminals, the, the terminals. The terminals. There had to yeah. be more terminal lore, right? Like there had to be more. Lore. Yeah, because that felt like the the biggest dangling thread is like, where is this other gang? <laughs> like, right. did, they they pick up the thread of the terminals in that Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, I never saw yeah. it. Is that yeah. where they picked that back up? No, Terminal Velocity. The... They pick it up in Terminal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 Brian always gets those two confused. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yes, uh, they they cut it down to eighty eight minutes from one hundred thirty six. I cannot oh, imagine. Wow. Um, My, I say big thanks to Mike Spence then, where, yeah. <laughs> wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. Um, that I Paul Donovan said that he was happy he ended up with losing it, but they did lose a lot of like character moments. He says they cut it down to like a more like you know uh, more like an exploitation film, so it yeah. kind of goes from action to action. So you know there was lots of chit chat yes mm-hmm. lots oh, of areola yeah. talk or yeah. oreola talk. lots of yeah. people sitting in a prison cell being like what, what you do like we do now young woman old lady and she was like i was a dancer Although that, <laughs> right. that woman right. was maybe 50 in real life they, right. they just right. in real life they're right. like she's so old i'm like mm, i don't think so <laughs> right. Right. mud in her hair and like, yeah. Her yeah. hair was gray. I think the old was just gray. That was all that meant. Right. <laughs> right. She's 50 years old. She can barely walk. Yeah, Help on. her. In 1985, <laughs> being 50 was a death sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is released March 15th, 1985. In the New, New World Pictures calendar, this means it follows Lust in the Dust and Certain Fury. And it opens before Girls Just Want to Have Fun and Fraternity Vacation, which both opened in April. Hmm. It also opened on a weekend when Beverly Hills Cop and Witness are vying for the top spot of the box office. (laughs) With Beverly Hills Cop reclaiming the top spot of number one in its 15th week. Whoa! Wow. That's got to be some kind of record. I wonder what the (laughs) longest gap between, or like... You know what I'm trying to say. It has stayed number yeah, one. Right. Latest. It has sustained that. Maybe Home Alone. I wonder if Home Alone did that because that movie was number one forever. Yeah. The, you know, in the 80s, though, because we're at the sort of in the beginning, the dawn of like video. Right. Uh, we're basically right into video. In fact, I think New World Video pretty much starts in 1985. So this is really when that's really taking off. Mm. So this is also when like movies would just stay in theaters for like ever. Because yeah. it was like, well, let's just go see that again. Right. Because otherwise, where are we going to see it again? We have to wait till it gets onto TV. Right, right. You never know when you're going to see it again. So movies just stayed in the theater. Witness, for instance, was already was in its sixth week mm. huh. at number two. 
The Breakfast Club at number three held steady. It's been five weeks. The Sure Thing was at was in fourth at three weeks in, and Into the Night held on at fifth with four weeks in. And this one came in in sixth. Yeah, right. Just making, just not cracking the top five. Mm. No, this also had one of those weird rollouts. As far as I could tell, I think it kind of started in like Chicago and Indiana and sort of like a little bit into the Midwest and then sort of like slowly trickled out to other because it it does like stay in theaters for like a while. But I think it just kind of went from different different parts. Did you did you look this up? I did. The number one. So Beverly Hills Cop maintained at 13 weeks and was beat. There's another movie, try to guess, that ran for well, two additional weeks. This is with the most consecutive Conse- number ones. Consecutive number ones. Okay. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say Titanic. That's right. Yep. It's Titanic. Yep. That's right. Yep. That's 15 right. weeks. I mean, but Home Alone, you were close, Tommy, though. Home Alone was 12 weeks. Oh, nice. At number so, one. Consecutive at consecutive number one. Consecutive at number All one. All right. Yeah. I feel so. good about myself. You know what? Yeah, I didn't expect this, this ego boost, but I needed it, and I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> um, Mark, you're just wondering if it does crack a list. It does crack mm-hmm. a list. That's mm-hmm. not for when it goes to video. It goes to video in November of 1985, but by early 1986, it is in the top 20 on the Billboard survey of rentals. Oh, wow. It is 19th. Because of that poster. Because of the right? poster. The poster. Yeah. Absolutely. It's 100%. Uh, 19th on the list, wow. just in front of just one of the guys. Mm. <laughs> and just behind the killing fields. Ooh, wow. So, what a triple wow. feature. And you know what's number one on the rentals chart in 1986? Beverly Hills Cop. 100%. (laughs) Beverly Hills Cop. Hell yeah. Also out on video from New World that month, Breaking All the Rules. Oh. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps a teaser of what's to come in our upcoming schedule. Also, A Taste of Hell, Ah. Warriors of the Wind, Bad Girls, and The Unkissed Bride. Other... New World video selections coming oh, out boy. around that same time. Man, they just don't oh, name man. movies like they used to, do they? Now these <laughs> movies are called like Plane and Submarine. <laughs> now we've run out of good titles. Like we got to make sure people in other nations that don't speak English know what the movie's about. So we're gonna name them one <laughs> one word things. This is why studios are like, we just got to get AI to yeah. make some more to write some stuff. The AI some has written a film that is breathtaking. It's called Horse. <laughs> And that is it. That is uh, DEFCON 4. Tommy, thank you so much for joining us oh for this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's all mine. What a joy to get to talk to, to, to three funny, wonderful people for almost two hours instead of the crippling loneliness that is being <laughs> an aging man in the entertainment industry in the Valley. So thank you yes, for calling in the Valley. Your, you bet. Thank you Where for pulling nice. me away from my stories and my, my books. <laughs> My action figures. Oh, we're glad you could join us, especially in the thousand degree heat of the valley. Yes, well, Um, yeah, we're just the center of the sun, truly here. Uh, But uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh no, uh, thank you for thank you for joining us. This was awesome. We are so glad that we got you on the show finally. Me too. And uh, where can where can people find you? I am on all platforms at Tommy Bechtold, and check my my um, my my social media for some upcoming streams and videos that will be coming out on my new 
my new stuff, my new YouTube uh, identity, and also new rock stars too. You never know; I could be back there. Yeah, that would be yeah. cool. And, but yes, I know you have some stuff that you're planning. Uh, you're yes. getting some streamings going, so I'm 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 anxiously awaiting for that to happen. Thank you. Check those out. Thank you. And uh, we'll have, of course, links to some of your socials in the show Thank notes. You. So everybody, please check all that out. Come say Follow hi, Tommy. Come say hi. <laughs> yeah. Come see him in his new ventures. Thank yes. you so much again for joining us. The end of our Sci-Fi July here on the New World Pictures Podcast. What a joke. As far as us, you can go to our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes. That's where you can find our t-shirts. Buy a t-shirt. Uh, you can buy all sorts of stuff there or read some articles, listen to our episodes, and find all of our socials there as well. So uh, thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. Pink, brown, or Red? Red? Pointed or rounded. Pointed?